The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Reiki. I am your host, Paula Vale, and welcome to today's show. Today, are, we are discussing Reiki for kids. My special guest today is Maureen Healy. She is an award-winning author and leading voice for indigos and sensitive children. In 2014, she was featured in Hank Azaria's The Father Project on Disney's AOL. She has worked with top Fortune 100 companies and won the Nautilus Book Award. Her popular blog on Psychology Today and the PBS series This Emotional Life brought her recognition in the field as an expert on children's emotional health. Over the past 15 years, Maureen has been blessed to work with children across Europe, the Americas, and Asia. Maureen is also a children's Reiki master teacher, how exciting, in the Yasui lineage. Maureen, I am honored to have you with us today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Well, why don't we begin? Please share with us a little of your personal history and what triggered you to delve into the world of Reiki. Sure. Um, let's see. Years ago when I lived in New York City, someone had come up to me and sort of like waved their hands and she, and she helped me, my mind really calm. And I thought, oh, what's that? And she told me about Reiki. And um, I sort of put it in the back of my mind, went to her for a few sessions. And then later on in my life, after studying psychology and Buddhism and still looking, you know, wanting to be happy, wanting to help my clients and wanting to have people feel their best. I went back into studying energy healing and Reiki, and uh, I just found it so helpful. I mean, it, it sort of got to the root of situations faster, especially working with children. It helped them sleep and get calm and relax and feel less stressful, stressed for tests. So I just found it extremely useful, and I love it. It's so hard not to fall in love with it, isn't it? <laughs> I think so, but especially if you're with a skilled practitioner, someone who really, you know, knows what they're doing, they have the experience, you walk away, you feel like you, you know, you just got an energetic um, boost, you know, you really feel so much better than when you walked in. Yes, 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 you just, you glow. Well, tell us a little bit, who are the indigos, and are there many indigo children now? 
Yeah, indigo children are born all over the world, and they've been coming for quite a while. There's no sort of set date. A lot of people have said they started coming in the 70, 1978, but they've been coming before that. It's really like they're coming in a lot of numbers right now, and these children, the easiest way to understand who they are is they're highly sensitive, but they're also stubborn or strong-willed or defiant, so they hold high sensitivity in this energy of defiance, which, if you don't understand who they are, can be difficult. So when you understand that they're defiant or their ability to really listen to their inner truth and stick to it no matter what is in service of making a better world, then you can help them succeed. So these kids are very sensitive. They don't necessarily always fit into the school system. They have particular gifts. They're not necessarily gifted across the board, but they have a particular gift in at least one area where they're literally gifted. And um, they want to be with other kids that are similar to them. So they like to play alone unless they're with other kids. So, you know, my book, The Energetic Keys to Indigo Kids, goes into all the details, more details. But they are wonderful kids, but sometimes misunderstood. So if you see some defiance, really it may be that they're very sensitive. Well, the defiance is really them listening to their inner wisdom, which is what we all need to do. But years ago, generations ago, if your parents say, go to your bedroom, you didn't say anything, you just went to your bedroom. Nowadays, if the parents say, go to your bedroom, some of these indigos will say, I will not go to my bedroom. <laughs> so it's a different method of sort of parenting and raising them that is needed. Oh, I can imagine. Yes, yes. And you teach Reiki to these children, and you have positive results. We would love to hear some of those stories. Yeah. No, I work with a lot of these children who are, who are sensitive, whether they're indigo or not indigo. There's all sorts of different names for children. But children that are sensitive, intuitive, psychic, have the um, desire to heal, whether it's themselves or others. And I have found that it's really bolstered their confidence. You know, some kids can just play soccer, right? So they're on a soccer team and they get a trophy and they're like, oh, I'm a soccer kid. But if you're an energy healing kid, there is no trophy. So it, by going to classes and getting the certification, certifications, they really start to feel validated that what they have and the gifts they have are special. And it bolsters their self-confidence that they can do something, whether it's help themselves relax, whether it's help the dog, whether it's their mom has a headache. They can help her feel calm. So it really helps them connect with their center and find calmness and centeredness more quickly. And it also helps them feel just, you know, valuable, that they have something unique and different and they can be of service. Oh, how exciting. So so you give the children an attunement and give them uh, perhaps like a basic training yeah, the way I do it, I you know, of course, you're gearing it towards children, right? So we don't use necessarily all the same terminology. But what it is is helping them get attunement, right, and practice. I'm a big believer in, you know, you don't just go for all the Reiki certifications or attunement. You, you really practice and you learn in between. You understand what auras are. You understand how energy fields work. You understand, you know, how to heal the different chakras. So you really get a training on how the energy and body works from a metaphysical standpoint and what every child has a different desire. Some kids just want to do it for themselves and other kids are wanting to really learn and go all the way with Reiki and put, you know, crystal healing and flower essences and, and the singing bowls and all different things into a practice. So I'm very encouraging of 
you know, not only learning the traditional Reiki, but also putting their own signature on a program that works for them. Yes, how fun. And to start that at such a young age and pull all that in into their into their life, that's very exciting. And, you know, I find many, many of these kids come, you know, not only preloaded, meaning they come and they see colors out of their hands, they see energy fields, they've already been having, you know, psychic, intuitive dreams, precognitive dreams. So it's almost like finding their people, you know what I mean? They've been looking for these groups of people that exist that understand who they are. And by finding a teacher and a group, I think it really helps children feel more safe in the world. And, you know, I do a mentoring program where I think if you help mentor younger students, and particularly young children K-8, to it just helps them, I don't know, feel more confident and validated for who they are. Oh, Oh, that is just a beautiful path. Wow. What what you must see and and these kids having this energy and this high vibration so young. Right. And that's really and that's really I don't want to say the challenge, but that's really the learning, right? How do you be be a very sensitive person in, you know, sometimes a not so sensitive world? Now, do you feel there's more indigo children now than in the past? Absolutely. And why do you think that is? I really think it's our, you know, it's evolution in action. I think that, you know, we go through consciousness shifts, and I think that, you know, there has become sort of a tipping point of people and consciousness that wants to see a world that works for more people. And I think that these indigo children or these children who come with indigo traits, and now there's many young adults, and there's, now there's many adults that are indigos having indigo children. It's, 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 it's that energy that wants to see the world work, that wants to see a just and fair world. Oftentimes you'll hear indigos say, this isn't fair, and you know that that's why they came here, to make something more fair and make a world that genuinely works for more people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. So, have you seen uh, a bigger volume of parents wanting to help their kids with this and being open to this and understanding this? Yeah, you know, I have noticed that the more, since I come from the traditional psychology background, you know, it was a, it's a bridge for me that I've made to do more metaphysical work, right? So, first these kids were coming into my office with quote-unquote problems, right? But I knew who they were, and I could really help them. But now I'm seeing more parents come to me just thrilled and delighted for their children and wanting to homeschool them and unschool them and help them learn in ways that work for them so that there is just really been, in my mind, a significant tipping point where there's just more parents really invested in helping these kids succeed and wanting to do it differently. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. And I would think that these children with the high vibration and, and, you know, getting this mentoring and learning Reiki and learning other modalities, oh, my gosh, as they get older, what they're going to be able to put out into the world. Not only that, but, I mean, imagine what the world works it's going to look like, right? Because, you know, my father said he could never imagine computers. Well, clearly they're so central to our life today. So I do think energy healing is going to be the same way. Like now it seems a little strange to some people, but I think it's going to get to the point where it's like, oh, of course. 
Yes, yes. It's just growing and expanding. Mm-hmm. How fun. How fun. Well, I just finished reading your book, um, Growing Happy Kids. And I just thought it was fantastic. And I was. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And I was very intrigued with um, several things in there, like self esteem, confidence. You know, tell us a little bit about about that, what you do with the kids. Sure. Well, in, in my book, Growing Happy Kids, you know, I, I studied Buddhism, and I lived in India at the base of the Himalayas, and I actually worked with Tibetan refugee children when I was there, so that was extraordinary. But, you know, it's an idea that, you know, there's a concept of inner confidence versus outer confidence, and inner confidence is knowing that within you, you have everything you need to succeed, and we all hope to get there. You know, that's a practice. But we all start with outer confidence, like, you know, you practice the piano, you see yourself playing it well, and you feel validated and you feel good about yourself. And that's good, but we don't want to stop at outer confidence because then you're always relying on something in the outside world to make you feel validated or valuable. So working with children from a spiritual perspective, you can give them stories, whether it's Christian and they have a Christ consciousness within, or Buddha, they have divinity within, whether it's Judaism, whatever. All the different paths to peace talk about this spark within us and how powerful we are. So helping kids begin to realize that they have the power within them to create their best lives is really valuable because it lays the foundation for happiness. They have a foundation of resilience and confidence. Oh, that is fantastic. That is I, think, fantastic. I mean, I think from my perspective, it's the things that, you know, whether we got as children or we didn't, it's what we would have loved to have gotten. Imagine when you were, if you were five or eight years old and your parents, instead of saying, okay, what, where are your A's from your report card? They said, oh, I just love you, and I know that within you, you have the power to do better, to do anything you want. You know, that, just that recognition that they are perfect, whole, and complete already. Yes, yes. And that self-confidence, that makes, that makes such a difference in, in their Everything? opening up. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. I just think that's a fantastic thing to work with. it. And I loved something you said in there. Um, Hugs for children are like water to the plants, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they need them. And also, one of the interesting things from that book, the Growing Happy Kids book, the biggest feedback I get, I got was, forget the kids, this is exactly what I need for my life as a parent, as a teacher, as a healer, or a professional. And I thought that that was so interesting, because we really always do get a chance to reparent ourselves if we want to feel more confident or more resilient. You know, it's, all the practices in that book still hold true. Yes, yes. And it just, you know, their confidence, their love, and the more people, the more parents that are going to read that book are going to see things from a different perspective. Right. Because right. So much and like this one woman that I worked with today, things. I'm sorry to interrupt, this one woman I worked with today, she read that book and she told me, Maureen, this is stuff I know, but I have forgotten, and I didn't bring it into parenting. So I thought that that was interesting. Oh, I love that. Yes. Right. Because that's what it really is. It's a reminder of who you really are. 
Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, having that within themselves instead of relying on, you know, what everyone else tells them if they're a success. What you do, is this a success? Where that inside confidence and and knowing you're valuable on the inside, I think, is huge. Right, right. And, just, you know, I'm a big believer in grounding it in some sort of spiritual tradition. It doesn't have to be religious, but it can be just a belief system. Like, you know, if you believe that the power in you, a higher power, or that you have access to that power. Oftentimes, I say to little kids, I say, you know, the same power that holds the star in the skies is inside of you. And they're like, oh, really? And to them, this is life-changing, and this is true. Yes, yes. Oh, well, in in just a moment, we're going to be going to a, a commercial break. But I I would love to hear about in the next segment possibly some of your experiences with the children in the other parts of the world. Sounds good. What do you think? So uh, I would like to say very quickly a big thank you to my sponsor, Kangen Water, and. It's absolutely amazing, and if anyone's interested for, to find out about the benefits of Kangen Water, please please see com. So I do want to say thank you to my, my very first sponsor for the show. It's very exciting. And we will be back, everyone, in just a moment. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife, beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone. This healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us, they clothe us, they comfort us, and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington... 
we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone, and welcome back again to For the Love of Reiki. And my special guest today, Maureen Healy, and we are talking about indigo children and Reiki for children. And she has been blessed to travel around the world and work with children. But before we get into that, Maureen, um, I'd love to hear a little bit about your book, The Energetic Keys to Indigo Kids. Sure. You want me to get, you talk a little bit more about that book? Yes, yes. Okay, sure. Well, in that book, I talk about who these, who these indigo kids, who they really are as far as their traits and how to identify one. Um, typically, parents know if they're indigo or their children are indigo. I'll give you a, a short summary. They're high sensitivity, so they're very sensitive. They're gifted in one area, at least. Incredible creativity. Kids from around the world and parents tell me how innovative their minds are, and when they think of things, they solve solutions for the family they never thought of. I was thinking of... Um, one family I worked with who was putting their Christmas lights out on the house, and the father just couldn't figure out how to make it work. And the four-year-old Indigo walked out because he see things really as a whole versus a little dot. And he said, oh, you just do this, this, and this, and it worked. So, you know, they're really innovative and incredible as far as creativity and new solutions. They have wow. a strong energy of defiance. They are inwardly motivated. So, like, if you tell them... Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell your dad when you get home you're going to get in trouble because you did, you know, because you, I don't know, you ate the cookies. The child would be like, oh, I don't care, because they don't care about punishment. They are very inwardly motivated. But if you told them, hey, I'm going to take some screen time away and you can't play Minecraft, they would be like, oh, yikes. So <laughs> they have a different motivation system. And their intuitive intelligence, which is very high. So that's what, they're very intuitive, oftentimes psychic, very... And um, energy healing is natural to them. Multidimensional living is like, duh. You know, they, they really live in their imaginary world often. So when they're not listening to you, it's not that they're not listening. They're just tuned into another dimension. So they, they really have an incredible gift to bring us here, and it's harnessing their intensity. That's probably the one thing that parents say, that their kids are very intense. Whether they're happy or they're frustrated, they're intense. So helping them harness that energy and that intensity, which I've done a lot with the Reiki, teaching them Reiki, but also giving them Reiki treatment, and also doing, like, crystal healing, helping them grid their rooms and use crystals to calm down, as well as flower essences to relax. And uh, we've done a lot of different movements as far as yoga and also, you know, sound healing is very important to them, like, you know, Tibetan singing bowl CDs. 
you know, that helps their brain waves relax. They're very responsive to these type of things because since they're so sensitive, they can easily get agitated or frustrated. Wow, amazing. So so when you say they may be tuned into another dimension, do you mean a higher vibration dimension? Yeah. I mean, you know, these kids come from like all there is, right? And they come into this planet and they look around and go, why did I think this was a good idea, you know? Because this is a dense planet. So they do have that ability to continue to connect up to source and connect to other dimensions. That's right. Many of them are star children, so they have a connection to the stars, and they are able to connect to this other dimension, this other energy, this higher vibration. And that's, you know, I believe that we are, like, part of who we are. There's a fullness to us that hasn't incarnated. So they oftentimes will connect back up to the fullness of who they are. And the goal is to help them bring more of their true essence here so they can do, you know, whatever unique thing they came here to do and help them do it confidently. Oh, that is amazing. Wow. And in your book, The Highly Sensitive Kids, is that kind of a a guideline for parents a little bit? Yeah, you know, I wrote it in a way that it was for metaphysical and mainstream parents because oftentimes I find that mainstream parents sort of aren't accessing the information that can really help them. So I wrote that book from a standpoint, I talk a lot about energy in it, but it's is more to help kids harness and channel their energy and to understand who these sensitive kids really are and what's going on today and what intuitive intelligence is and what multidimensional living is and how to help them with their energy. How to, Because the goal is really to help them be successful here on Earth. You know what I mean? So it's to help understand the child who you really have and help nurture their gifts. So how much of a challenge do you think that is Let's say just, you know, going to school and being around other kids that may not be at that high sensitivity. Do you think that's a challenge for them? Oh, my God. Absolutely. The number one thing highly sensitive kids say if they're not in a school that really works for them is, Mom, can you homeschool me? Just let me stay home. (laughs) Because they're so smart. They're so intelligent. And they have, I don't want to say a short temper, but they're easily bored. So if they're in a class that's just teaching root memorization, they're going to be like, oh, well, this is boring. I know this. So they really need to be challenged and interested in what they're doing. So, you know, if they find themselves in a classroom that's, you know, not really sparking their interest, it can be they can come off as difficult or challenging, meaning they cannot pay attention or they can, you know, they, they, they get things so easily that it's hard for them to be in a classroom of kids where it's just a boring class. You know, I've spoken to lots of indigos, and if they go to, like, traditional mainstream schools, oftentimes they'll say, you know, if it's, a, if it's an old traditional school, I'll say, so what did you learn today? And they said, nothing. And I'm like, really, did you not learn one thing? And they're like, not one thing. And I'm not saying that that's true, but that certainly they're not, their passion hasn't been lit up. Mm-hmm. So the mainstream schools, do you think what they could do, what might be a great idea, you know, with all of these indigo children coming through these senses, maybe just a little change in curriculum and, and maybe have a few classes where if a student isn't challenged, 
then they have these other areas in the school they can go to. What do you think? Yeah, I think they need to, you know, have both, you know, analytical and creative classes. I don't think that, you know, oftentimes children are going to school and they're, for lack of a better word, life purpose or their gift that they were born to give. That might not be a subject in school. So giving them some freedom to not not only study what they want to study how they want. So, like, if it's a science class, everyone gets to pick a different topic. You know, being able to really honor who each child is is important. Yes, yes. And I think you can do it in creative ways in traditional schools. And, I mean, we've all had that wonderful teacher that really got us and that we felt like, wow, that was great. So it, it does boil down to the teachers. You know, there's, in traditional schools, there's still t- teachers that are extraordinary. You know what I mean? It's like anything. In any profession, there's people who are incredible and people who are less than that. So the point is just to make sure that we get our kids, like, an environment that works for them and a teacher that works for them. Because it, it's all about creating an atmosphere, their environment. So if your child feels good at school... They're going to, you know, create some confidence. They're going to feel good when they get home. They're going to feel good about making friends. I mean, it spills into everything. Yes, yes. And possibly even to have something come into play, you know, when teachers are in college, in school, training to be... I absolutely think these sensitive... I mean, you can call it highly sensitive children or you can call it, you know, metaphysical consciousness studies, whatever it is. There's certainly more children coming in now that are highly sensitive and demonstrating certain personality traits that clearly weren't the majority before but are growing in number now, and there's ways that really work for them and ways that don't. So learning, like, partnership. You want to partner with the children opposed to authoritarian teaching. If you said, hey, you must do this or you'll get in trouble, that does not work for them. But if you said, hey, how can we get this done and give them a voice and a choice, they are more apt to work with you. Right, right. And address that there are so many children coming through. Right. Oh, that's an excellent idea. Oh, how exciting. It must be very exciting working with these kids. Well, you know, it was very funny. I love these kids, partly because I do believe if you work around children, you stay very young yourself. So... It just keeps me feeling very vital and interested because they're so creative. They're so imaginative. And children come in, come into the world feeling like they could do everything. So that energy to me is just, you know, that idealist, optimistic energy is beautiful. Yes, yes. So it, it must inspire you sometimes. Absolutely. And they're funny. They're really, really funny. Like, um, this kid the other day said to me, I said, how old do you think I am? He goes, oh, you're about 28. And I said, oh, I'm 29. And I'm not 29. I'm far from 29. But, <laughs> but it was just hilarious because they see the world so differently. Because for them, 28 was like the end of the world, you know? <laughs> yes. So they're a lot of, they're really a lot of fun. Oh, I bet they are. I, I bet it's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and especially doing Reiki with them and energy healing with these indigo kids. You know, it really helps them feel validated because if you're a little child and you're a healer, you know, that's an invisible quality, right? So really getting trained in crystal healing and Reiki healing and things that you can put certifications on and take pictures of people with. I have a very close friend who does Reiki with horses. 
and, you know, we take some children out to the horses and we teach them about your intuition and the horse energy and animals, and they're just captivated. Oh, that is just beautiful that those kids can get into that. Well, mm-hmm. um, let's take a moment for another commercial break here. And we will be back in a few minutes, everyone, and we'll have Maureen share some stories of the sensitive children around the world as well. Thank you, Maureen. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife, beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone. This healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us, they clothe us, they comfort us, and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, We offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories, as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to For the Love of Reiki, and I'm here with Maureen and discussing indigo children, Reiki for children. And before we get back to our discussion, I did want to share an email from one of our listeners and answer her question. And this is from Anesha O'Hara in Toronto, Canada. 
And she says, good afternoon, Paula. How are you? My goodness, thank you for your radio show. Reiki found me about a year or so ago, and I must say your radio show has helped me understand Reiki so much more. What a beautiful journey. I've been on, and thank you to you and your guests for helping me along my journey. My question is about being an empath and how it works with Reiki. This is something I am still trying to understand and find out more about. When you have a moment, I look forward to hearing from you or hearing a show about empath and Reiki. Thank you for with love from Toronto, Canada. Well, thank you very much, Anesha. Thank you. And I am so happy that you are enjoying the shows. I am honored. So happy for your Reiki journey. I celebrate the joyous path that you are on. I love the idea of an empath and Reiki show. Some qualities of having empathic abilities are, for example, feeling the presence and energies of spirits, feeling others' physical symptoms, feeling another person's emotions, animal communicating, which is the empathic ability to hear, feel, communicate with the animals, as well as with nature. The ability to read the energy of places and objects, such as crystals. These are just a few. And what I personally have experienced and seen in my many years of Reiki is that as we grow and increase our vibration with Reiki, we also increase our empathic abilities. I know for myself, this has been tremendous and wonderful. And actually, anyone You don't have to be a Reiki practitioner, I believe, can increase their empathic abilities and awareness by simply allowing the love of divine source to flow strong through their hearts. Look at the world with love and compassion. I believe that when we allow love and compassion to become a core of our being, our heart waves will flow strong, and this heightened perception includes increased empathic abilities for ourselves others, animals, and the planet. Because when we raise our vibration, the world feels it. And as you proceed on your Reiki path, your vibration will continue to raise. And I believe you will become more empathic. So I I hope that that helps a little bit with your question. And thank you so much for emailing. And Can I add a few? Yes, to yes, please do. Well, I work with the indigo, it's Maureen Healy here. As I work with the indigo children, they're oftentimes empathetic, empath, they're empaths. And, and what I teach a lot of them to do is, like, if they feel like they've picked up someone else's energy, that sort of stinky energy, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. I say clear. I tell them to clear, to sort of call in that invocation and ask the angels to clear them. And then I say shield. So that they can imagine either like a, a bubble around them or they can just imagine, you know, Archangel Michael surrounding them with his shield. And it really helps because sometimes as empaths, we're picking up other people's anxiety or worry or fear. And we want to learn how to keep our energy ours and other people's energy theirs and be able to, you know, communicate and have love come in from us and love go out from us. But we don't want to pick up the stinky, junky energy because that's not healthy. Right. So um, I really have found, like, even simple things like washing your hands 
washing, and I live by the ocean, so I go down to the ocean, put my feet in the ocean. But those are good ways to clear energy when you feel like whether you've gone to the mall or you've gone somewhere and you know as an empath when you walk in, like, oh, this didn't feel good. So I think that being able to sort of shield yourself and clear yourself are important tools. Oh, that is excellent. That is fantastic advice. And yes, I I bet a lot of your sensitive kids do have to deal with that because they're higher vibration. They are so empathic. Yeah, and that's what we talk about it a lot with school because, you know, they go on the playground and they see another kid bullied and then they start crying hysterically and nothing technically happened to them, but they're picking up all the energy from the experience and the kid that was bullied and, you know, so it's really helping them as well as ourselves learn how to be in this world without either draining our energy or picking up someone else's energy that's not great and is also like, you know, that could cause illness, so to speak. So we really want to be able to, I don't know, have dominion over our energy so that we can really be of service to ourselves and others. Yes, yes, because it's so easy to pick up on something, whether it's you know, another child, an animal, something we see. Right. We can carry that for days and days. Right. Yes. Oh, thank you, Maureen. I love it. I that. also I didn't need to, like, jump in, but I just, it's no. so passionate about that subject because it's so it's important. Perfect. Yes. Yes, it was perfect. And let's talk a little bit. Tell us a little bit about what it was like to go around the world and experience some sensitive kids around the world. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is, it's, you know, sensitive children are the same everywhere. We may speak different languages, but, you know, these indigo children and these star children are born all over the world. So there's no spot on the planet where sensitive children are not. And the, the point is really just helping them in whatever culture they live in because, Certain cultures are very celebratory of sensitive kids, and other cultures are less aware. So it's really helping them navigate their culture and their family and their school systems. And, you know, when I lived at the base of the Himalayas and I was working with the Tibetan refugee children, it was pretty extraordinary because, you know, they, they have a very spiritual perspective on life. You know, they're Tibetan Buddhists. But when they take their child home from the hospital or where they gave birth, they, they, they take them home, and the first place they bring them to is the family altar. And they introduce them to, you know, spirit or Buddha, and they say, this is, you, you will need this for your life. This is the most important. So it's a different perspective on how to raise children. And I think every culture has beautiful traditions like that, that, you know, as intelligent adults, people on the uh path of seeking the truth, we can take from different cultures and honor those different cultures and use the things that work for us and uh, incorporate it into our own lives. But I love the idea of the first place you bring the child when you come home from the hospital is introducing them to spirit and that spiritual practice and whatever that means to you. Yes. Oh, that's a beautiful idea. Bringing that right in from the very beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and that could be, I guess, similar to, you know, having our children baptized as babies and, you know, when they're infants and, you know. 
I would agree, but we don't do that right away. We wait a little while, right? Yeah. I was just thinking, okay, how old were my kids? <laughs> right? I, yes. Although I have to tell you a funny story. My sister's not uh, technically religious at all, but she was okay with me doing a home baptism for a daughter. So that was fun. Oh, how fun. Yes. Just, just a spiritual, just a little, nothing formal, but, you know, just saying, hey, you know, you're a spiritual being on this earth, and as your godmother, you can always come to me. You know, we're. All, I think the big important part about Reiki and, you know, this path is just being empowered to create things that work for you. Yes, yes. And when you were around these children in, in the other countries, did you experience um, teaching them or opening up them up to Reiki at all? I did. And, um, you know, it's interesting because children naturally, you know, especially with the advent of like Harry Potter, right, they are naturally interested in the world beyond their eyes. So um, I did attune children to uh, Reiki, and they really found it extraordinary. And, of course, they're very... Kids are practical. They want to know, how can I, how does this work for me? I'm like, well, you can feel more calm before you're stressed for a test. It can help you sleep. It can help you if you have a tummy ache. It can help, you know, your dad if you've got a backache. You know, they really were interested. And we also went through the ethics of Reiki with kids, meaning you don't just do this. You have to ask someone, is this something that you want? And, you know, if someone says no, you have to walk away and say, okay, that's okay, too. Everyone has free will. So it's really about helping them. You know, learn how to be these spiritual beings on this planet in a way that they feel really good about. Oh, I love that. You're right. And they learn to be spiritual beings and feel good about themselves and open to that Reiki. And you're right. It's a free choice. You know, Uh if they're not ready, they're not ready. Uh Mm Mm-hmm. As with all of us. Well, Maureen, if tell us, you know, for our listeners out there, perhaps teachers, perhaps parents at home with with these sensitive kids or, you know, feeling that their children are maybe indigo children and sensitive, give them a, a few tools of what you recommend they do in the home front and in the classroom. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, from my perspective, one of the most important things is to help children manage their energy and emotions. So whether it's breathing exercises, you know, I teach a lot of my clients the the hot soup breath because kids want to see something visual so they know what it's like to have hot soup and blow it out. So, you know, taking air in your nose and blowing it out your mouth, and we could just do it together. Air in your nose and out your mouth, and you feel calm and blow it out like a hot soup. And usually I recommend at least five hot soup breaths when a child is upset so they can bring themselves to calmness. So I think being able to use the breath, since if you're alive here on this planet, you always have it. That's helpful. And it's not embarrassing to kids. You know, they can go to the bathroom, sit in the stall, and take some deep breaths, you know, if they get upset. Because we want to have them begin to realize that they are the captains of their emotional ship and their energy, and that they can direct it and manage it. Oftentimes, children feel like their emotions are bigger than them. So helping them begin to see that they're bigger than their emotions and that they have the power to direct their energy and to channel it and to decide if something, you know, to if something like they get a poor grade on an exam, they can say, all right, well, 
you know, that's showing me what I need to either study for more or that's something that where my gifts aren't in that area. So let me, you know, go in another direction or let me learn what I need to learn, but that's not my career path. You know, helping them frame things in a positive light is important. And I do believe along with breath exercises, I think meditation is really helpful. I think whether it's a walking meditation in nature, whether it is sitting down and closing your eyes and you're doing a breath meditation, whether it's a visualization. I have some visualizations in the Growing Happy Kids book. I think they're really, and they're, there's some visualization in both Growing Happy Kids and the Energetic Kids Indigo Kids. They're very, there's a lot of practical tools in there to help children manage their energy and connect to their spirit and feel more confident and feel calm and relaxed. And, and I think that giving those practical tools is good because we, either as a teacher, as a healer, as a parent, we need them for ourselves too. So by our children, teaching our children, we really get to learn them. Yes, yes. So it's the parents are learning as well as the children. Yeah. And that makes it something that the family's doing together as well. Right. And what's funny is I had a client who was teaching her child, you know, to take, uh, to go to the Peace Corner. That's something I mentioned in my book. To go to the Peace Corner when you get upset so you can, you know, feel calm and play with your toys and your different things, whether they're books or music, different things that help you feel peace. And um, mom got upset and the little kid said, Mom, I think you need to go to the Peace Corner. So, you know, it becomes a family practice. I like that, the Peace Corner, not uh-huh. where you have to go and time out. You're going to go to the Peace Corner and just chill. Well, and- yeah, and the idea is to teach children they can take themselves there whenever they want. So whenever they're feeling like they need to feel calm, and they may not have acted out, but they want to put the headset on and listen to relaxing music, or they want to read a book. You know, it's a, it's not a punishment place, but a place genuinely to feel peace. Oh, I love that, Maureen. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should all have one, right? Yes, yes. I, I know growing up for me was, okay, you're in trouble, time out. You know, that's right. the you sit to feel guilty and, you know, regretful. But it can right. be the peace corner. Right, right. right. And, and like I said, it becomes something that the whole family is like, oh, you know, mom needs a few minutes. Let's deal with that in five minutes, honey. I'm going to sit myself in the peace corner, or mom's going to go to the bathroom and be there for five minutes, and I, that's my peace corner. You know, make a space where you, as a family, honor each other and allow each other to handle your emotions. And, of course, we want to role model our best, but we're not perfect all the time. But to give each other a break and realize we're learning together, I think, is really important. Oh, I love that. I love that, that learning together and experiencing that. I love that. Oh, and now, um, we've only got a few more minutes, Maureen. Is there any specifics or any other points you'd like to make to those out there listening to help them just maybe be a little more aware of the indigo children and open to it, perception with it. Anything you want to put out there in these last few minutes? Um, I would just, uh, you know, quite honestly, just refer people to my website, highlysensitivekids.com. I have 
a blog and I have had I have a psychology today and PBS blogs and I'm always putting articles and videos and new information out. So if you're interested in the topic of either mentoring or indigo children or how to help one, I think that you can find some information there because if you don't know about these children, they may seem difficult and challenging, but when you understand who they really are and you help them harness their energy, they're extraordinary. And they may still have their moments, don't get me wrong, but they will be easier children and you'll have an easier time as an adult. So it's really a wonderful thing to be able to sort of see through the illusion and say, okay, these kids are really just, they have this intense, fast-moving energy and we have to help them direct it. And when you see who they are, you know, this becomes a joyous journey. Yes, and really, I think it is so exciting, so many children coming into the world with this high sensitivity and this high energy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a part of this big energetic shift that the world is going through. Very exciting. Yeah, and I have to laugh. Like Abraham Hicks always says, don't worry, there's more leaving, so they're here to, you know, don't don't be, don't, don't. It's like, don't, don't kid yourself. They're here to replace you. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, yeah, those wonderful CDs. I've, I've listened to those. Yeah. Oh, it's very exciting, Maureen. And I just recommend it to everyone, check out Maureen's books. They're fantastic. And check out her website. And Maureen... You are a gift to these children. I mean... Oh, thank you so much. And you're going where you have, around the world, and you're caring. I want to give you a big thank you. A big thank you. I just want to express that. Because that's, that's a true, true path. We are very honored. And it looks like we've... Shot through our hour. They go by so fast. Uh, any any last couple words before we say goodbye? No, just, you know, highlysensitivekids.com, my website. And if you do Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> you can connect on that way. Because I do love to connect with real people and help you out on your Reiki journey. So um, I, wish my, I wish, you know, the best to your readers and listeners. Oh, thank you so much, Maureen. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners in the U.S. and around the world. We are so happy to have you join us. And hugs and blessings to everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye, Maureen. Goodbye. Thank you again for tuning into For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.